Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the What's With All These Deadly Birds edition. What? Yes. Deadly so, birds? So many deadly birds. No. Yeah. I had no idea yeah. birds are deadly. Oh, gosh. Yeah. They're like everywhere. I'm sorry. Am I going <laughs> to... So Am I gonna sorry. like go outside and get stabbed by a pigeon tomorrow or something? Uh, in New York, yeah, I I put money on that. That's fair. I yeah, put money on that. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Today is <laughs> <laughs> episode zero seventy nine. How to raise the world's most dangerous bird? Oh God, we're raising birds. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> sorry, we, we want this to happen. <laughs> so confused <laughs> uh i'm jill chacha and i am with the confused and very concerned marissa riley that's right i'm here <laughs> i'm confused i'm concerned I, I, am i gonna get stabbed by a pigeon tomorrow probably you know it wouldn't be the first time an animal world, attacked me in the, the streets of in. new york <laughs> okay we need to talk about that later oh um, absolutely <laughs> We will. Don't worry. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today, <laughs> uh, but I have kind of a picture now and I am stressed, but also <laughs> <laughs> excited. <laughs> stressed, excited. We're, we're on the right track. We are so on we are. a track. I love this. I love this. And my friends, let me tell you, right after deep staggering holes and parasites and rectums, this podcast loves a good vicious bird. Oh, yeah. yeah. Think about it. Back in episode 072, we spoke about our nine foot tall, 340 pound avian amigo, the ostrich. Oh, that's right. I They're know. intense. And uh, the multitude of ways you can defend yourself in an ostrich attack. We yeah, because they really fucking attack. They fucking do. They are there to murder you, or yeah. at least disarm you and, and yeah. maim you. They don't fuck around. If you haven't had a listen to episode 072, please, please scroll back. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything here, but in that episode, I'll just say we did talk about a real life ostrich attack. We did. And it was a survival story. Yeah. That included a legendary musician. Do you remember? Don't I say do. anything. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I'm. I can actually picture You're visualizing it. it. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> For a very specific reason. And yeah, and that specific reason is because the fight between the bird and the man became immortalized in an epic painting. A seriously epic yeah. painting. You know, if it wasn't so <laughs> silly, I, I would get a print of it. Yeah. I wonder if you can buy a print of it. I hope that artist is rolling back <sighs> with, mean, that, with that. It's probably, yeah, probably. This is probably yeah. like the one, like 15 minutes of fame they had. I'm sure they're an amazing artist, but <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad they got a, a moment in the They got to work on their scaling. Yes. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> anyway, listen to the episode. You'll know what we're talking about. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a different bird that makes the ostrich look like a puppy dog. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> and in proper. WTI fashion. I'm going to throw Dr. Marissa here uh, right into it, of into course. the pool. Yep. That's right. With no flotation devices or any other context. Dr. Marissa, I'd like to show you a video of this bird and its little baby chick by its side. Oh, okay. uh, please describe the bird and any thoughts that come to you, like where you think it may live. What do you see? What do you think it eats, etc.? I I would be <laughs> happy to. Um, just talk through my trauma um, as we watch <laughs> this video. I'm going to pull up this video right now. Amazing. Amazing. And here they are. Okay. 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 Pause already. Pause <laughs> already. Pause already. 
these birds, I, I don't see how they could be deadly. Are they I full know. of poison? Are they full of <laughs> explosives? Are uh, I, I've heard of people putting like drugs up chickens' butts and mm. stuff. Are they full of drugs? Chicken? Really? I haven't heard of chicken butt drugs. I, I saw it in an episode of um, <laughs> Orange is the New Black, so that doesn't mean oh. it's real. <laughs> Okay, I got you. Um, but I will say what these birds look like is they look like kind of um, like kind of they look like uh, what is it called? The flashy one. Oh, peacock. Peacock. They kind of look like peacocks, mm-hmm. but without all the flashy stuff. <laughs> I love this description so already. It's kind of like a cross between like a peacock and like a turkey because it's got the little Mm -hmm. i forgot what it's called the chin thing snoots and it's two of them it's like one is like a big one that's black and got a blue head that makes sense oh it also has like a little mohawk situation sort of like my co-host that's right um hey and then it's got a baby one or another one with it that is brown Mm mm-hmm Okay, so they're kind of like wandering through leaves right now, like a bush. I don't see them doing anything scary. Yeah, they don't do. Yeah, that's the thing. They look very unassuming, right? But those are the scariest things (laughs) The silent on this earth and off this earth. Like, (laughs) they look so unassuming, but really, they're not. I would say that this is a gorgeous but practically prehistoric looking bird. That's fair. Yeah, That makes sense. And it is the flightless cassowary. The flightless. Everyone, please. It can't even fly. <laughs> what is it going to do? We, we don't want this thing to fly. Okay. We'll, we'll get into it. It's going to like run into me really fast. <laughs> yes. Oh. Actually. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. I never predict what's going to happen. Tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. So uh, the flightless cassowary. Now there's going to be a lot of photos of this bird over at our social media stuff. So please come on by and take a look. But I wouldn't blame you if you... To stop everything you do right now and give it a Google. Yeah. Now it's covered. <laughs> it's covered in black plumage. Yeah. Has a purple and blue neck. It does. With red wattles hanging from it. Wattles. Yeah. That was the are... word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. They're not to be confused with snoods. Oh, no. Actually, that was the word I was looking ah, for. Yeah. Those belong to turkeys. Yes. Uh, shout out to Scott and Ellen if you're listening. Uh, Good times. They have a turkey situation. Good luck. Uh, yeah, these have wattles. Uh, and obviously, we need to mention the bird's head, which is crowned with a cask or helmet. But like you said, picture a mohawk. That's basically. that's basically what it was. A massive mohawk uh, uh, on a bird. A helmet is going too far. It had a mohawk. <laughs> it looked punk as fuck. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It's got the punk colors. Bright blue, bright red, black. Black. It's noir. It's punk. It's intense. It's I, intense I'm to look at. Kind of obsessed with it, but I, I have a feeling I'm going to not be obsessed in a moment. <laughs> now, there's there's been an extraordinary recent discovery about cassowaries, but before we get into that, we need more of an official introduction. Okay. Uh, and honestly, what better way to introduce such a dangerous, random-looking bird than with a tale from America's favorite dangerous, random state, Florida? Ah! <laughs> right. I love. Florida stories are the best. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the New York Times article from 2019, now a New York Times article from 2019. Everything happened that year. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was the silent year of so many things secretly happening in science. Yeah. Just 
can't name one off the top of my head. Not one. Not Anyways, one. back to the pod. Yeah. So this article was written in the year no one remembers, 2019. Yep. And it was written by Liam Stack, and it's a thing of beauty. Oh. Uh, it describes our bird and just how unpredictable they are and why 99.99% of everyone listening right now should not own or raise one. I mean, you actually have to say that now. Yes, People do. will try to raise. Especially with the title of this episode. Whoops. I know. I know. People will try to raise this bird in yes. their New York apartments. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no big deal. I met a guy who lived in New York who owned a, a capuchin monkey. And that was legal. <laughs> and it was just on him? No, no, no. So he was <laughs> he was in the process of doing all the paperwork yeah. and spending the money Ugh. to adopt. That's exhausting. And take care of it. It's exhausting. And no. I think just leave them in the yeah. trees. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Isn't that the right thing to do? I, I think that's a great thing to do. I, I just don't. Leave everything alone. Leave it's a great thing to do. Leave everything and everyone alone. Yes. I think that's the new like golden rule. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Should I start us off with this article? Let's fucking do it. All right. I'll start us off from the article called A Giant Bird Killed Its Owner. Amazing. Now it could be yours. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, there will be colorful macaws, little leaf, leaf lemurs, and cackling kookaburras for sale at an event billed by organizers as the dispersal of the animal estate of Marvin Hajos. Oh. But the animal that is likely to be Likely to get the most attention is the giant bird that killed Mr. Hajos this month. Legendary. <laughs> that that bird, a hulking flightless cassowary with dagger-like claws on each foot, will go up for auction on Saturday alongside about 100 other exotic animals that Mr. Hajos, 75, kept on his property near, you guessed it, Gainesville, Florida. But of course! That's right. Several other cassowaries are also slated to go on the auction block. Amazing. Continuing the quote, Mr. Hajos fell between two cassowary pens on April 12th and was attacked through the fence by at least one of the birds, said Jeff Taylor, the deputy chief of Alachua County Fire Rescue. When rescue workers arrived, they found him grievously injured. (laughs) Grievously. That's an amazing word. Uh, Grievously injured on the ground between the two pins, an angry bird stood in one of those pins. So legendary. Quote, a couple of people from our crew had to dodge the bird themselves, Mr. Taylor said. The bird was obviously agitated and was trying to come at them through the fence, but they were quick enough to get themselves out of the way. Cassowaries are emu-like birds that can stand up to six and a half feet tall. Their bright blue faces are topped with a horn-like ridge, and their bodies, which can weigh up to 130 pounds, are covered with dark feathers. Their two muscular legs each sport one dangerous claw up to five inches long. Jesus Christ. My understanding is these birds are fairly shy around humans, but if they are provoked or they have the opportunity, they will be very aggressive, Mr. Taylor said. Yeah. It may be they saw him fall and had an opportunity and decided to attack. Oh, my God. Uh, continuing the quote, cassowaries have a violent reputation, but human fatalities appear to be rare. According to Scientific American, the last recorded cassowary on human killing happened in April 
1926 when a bird slit the throat of a 16-year-old boy in Australia who had fallen while running from it. The birds are indigenous to Australia and Southeast Asia, not Florida. It's <laughs> a great line. Um, the authorities in Alachua County on Tuesday expressed almost universal surprise at both their presence in the con- in the county and their role in a local death. Mr. Hajo's son did not respond to messages seeking comment on Tuesday. I've been doing this for 18 years and I've never had a thing like this. <laughs> Bill saying a lot coming from someone from Florida. Florida. Oh my god. Bill Grotchen, who investigated the death for the medical examiner's office, said, I've had them killed. And I think he meant them, meaning people. I'm not sure, but he said, I've had them killed by alligators and snakes, but never by a bird like that. <sighs> I know ostriches and emus have their moments, but cassowaries are an extremely, extremely dangerous bird. You don't want to fool around with them. They have no sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Grotchen said he heard Mr. Hajos might have gone to the cassowary pens on the day he died to check on their eggs. End quote. Ah, by the way, put a pin in that. I absolutely will because, I mean, you don't mess with someone's babies. No. Even Mm -hmm. if they're uh, still gestating isn't the right word even if they're still in the egg they're still cooking (laughs) that's right these fucking things sound so scary and they i I think the line about no sense of humor makes total sense like this is on an emotional level yeah like these birds are or maybe lack of emotion these birds are it's sociopaths yeah you can't tell what they're thinking yeah uh Whereas, like yeah. an ostrich, you know what it's thinking. It's, it's, it is a muppet. It is. <laughs> it is a muppet with its feelings. <laughs> it is so silly. Yeah. It has so many feelings, and they are just so big. Yeah. They are so big. But this bird, I mean, when I saw that video, that bird was cold as ice. I didn't. <laughs> I my God. Yeah. I can, I can. I can now see why it's Good. killing people. Yeah. Good. Yeah. This. Uh... Yeah, this fucker. So the article goes on to say that cassowaries are a class two animal in Florida and considered a threat to people. Uh-huh. So you're probably asking yourself, how did Hajos have more than one? Yep. And I bet by the time you finished that thought, you probably already had an answer uh, to your question. This is Florida. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so- that answers pretty much all most questions. <sighs> he received a uh, air quotes agricultural exemption of because he was raising them for meat and eggs and he had housed them in pens unfortunately whatever he had them in still resulted in a death yeah uh you're probably also wondering how and why a wild animal already associated with a tragic event can be auctioned off to a stranger that's a great question uh well let's say it together because florida Now, I don't know who ended up with that cassowary, but I can tell you this. They probably don't have the experience of the ancient indigenous people of New Guinea. Oh. That's right. That took a turn. My friends, after the break, the world's most dangerous bird was and is raised by people in New Guinea. And how they do it and how for how long they've been doing it is ingenious and shatters domestication history records. Oh my God. I've... Yeah. <laughs> what is right. happening? <laughs> Move over chicken. Yeah. Here comes the cassowary. Yeah. 
I'll explain. Please do. Stay tuned. Please do. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places. Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, pack your bags. You got it. <laughs> we're heading over to the world's second largest island, New Guinea. I didn't know that at <laughs> all. <laughs> I didn't know. I've never think of New Guinea. Is that bad? No. <laughs> There's a lot to think about. Okay. There's a lot to think about. I'm so sorry, New Guinea. <laughs> right into us. Tell us what it's like. We love you. We love you. <laughs> now, if anyone out there needs directions, uh, especially my fellow geographically challenged Americans. Yep. Uh, don't worry, I got you. Uh, imagine Australia. You got it. Point to it. Okay. And now move your finger a wee 93 miles northeast. Okay. And that's it. Oh. And that's it. Yeah. We're looking at a landmast. Landmast? A <laughs> landmast that's New Guinea. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, technically, the eastern half of the island is the independent state of Papua New Guinea. And the western half is aptly known as the Western New Guinea. Amazing. Okay. Uh, but throughout, you're going to find the star of our show, the cassowary. Ooh. That's right. Now, if we were in New Guinea back in 2021, we'd also find Christina Douglas. Okay. An archaeologist at Penn State University and lead author of a study 
that shocked bird lovers and archaeologists alike. Ooh. That's right. She, <laughs> she and colleagues were looking through 1,019 fragments of cassowary eggshells that ended up at the National Museum and Art Gallery of Papua New Guinea. It's a lot of eggshells. So many. That's tons. Yeah, some time ago they were collected during excavations of rock, sh rock shelter sites okay. in the island's eastern highlands by Susan Balmer, another fellow archaeologist. Now, 1,019 fragments. That, like you mentioned, that's a lot of eggshells in ancient people's homes. Yeah. Just scattered there. In fact... That's a lot of eggshells belonging to a notoriously overprotective bird. I'm yeah. connecting the dots. Let's see yeah. what you mean. What the hell? <laughs> Why are her baby's homes just everywhere? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so she and colleagues got to thinking, how did these folks, how did these humans get their hands on so many eggs? Yeah. Dr. Marissa, please do the honors and tell us the methods they used and what conclusions they came up with. I would love to talk about it. All right. From the New York Times article by Asher L. Bean called the world's deadliest bird was raised by people 18,000 years ago. Very specific yes. quote. <laughs> uh, Dr. Douglas and her colleagues scanned the shells with three dimensional laser microscopes. That is fucking awesome. This Incredible. is not part of the quote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Using statistical modeling plus comparisons with modern ostrich eggs and careful eyeballing of the shell's microstructures, mm -hmm. they were able to work out how far along each egg had been before hatching. Some eggs early in development showed burn patterns, suggesting they had been cooked. But a large number of fragments, particularly those from around 11,000 to 9,000 years ago, came from almost fully developed eggs. And while people might have been eating the embryos, Dr. Douglas said, there's a great possibility that people were hatching those eggs and rearing cassowary chicks, mm -hmm. end quote. No, yes. don't raise murderers. <laughs> don't do that on purpose. This is horrifying. I'm sure they had a great reason that you're going to tell me about, but it makes me so nervous. They had so many reasons. Uh, <sighs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get into it. That's right, my friends. This is strong evidence that the indigenous successfully raised these birds. But, we, but before we get into how they did it, let's talk about why this discovery is kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Other than that they're fucking dangerous. Yeah. Um, first, like the number in the title of the very specific article suggests... <laughs> These birds were possibly raised around 18,000 years ago. My friends, chickens were domesticated only eight to 9,000 years ago. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. So they didn't, they couldn't eat chickens. So they were eating <laughs> monsters. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta work with what you're working with. Yeah. You, know? you gotta, you gotta get you got. some poultry in the system, <laughs> even if it's cold-blooded right. murdering poultry and their black eyes oh, <laughs> so, jesus so these folks were way ahead of the domestication game with a dangerous as fuck bird too now to figure out how these ancient folks figured out the process dr douglas didn't have to go far turns out tribes are still harvesting some eggs from the wild and rearing some of those birds the same way. Oh my God. And that process reveals just how intricate the connection is between these humans and the birds. And here's what I mean. According to that article, cassowary nests are damn difficult to find. Yeah. Unlike a lot of other birds, these birds never use the same location twice. 
Smart. God, they're 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 murderers, but they're smart. <laughs> these are fucking serial killers. Sorry, they're not. This these people clearly very much so appreciate them. Continue. Yeah. So having a mental GPS on where all of them are is an extraordinary thing. Yeah. Uh, also extraordinary, the tribe's sense of timing. After the eggs are laid, they're furiously guarded by a male for the next 50 days. Fair. And you really don't want to fuck around with something that has two five-inch blades on their feet. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Dr. Marissa, I have a photo uh, for size and reference. Um, and of course, all photos we talk about today will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and look at this thing's foot. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, please tell us what you see in this photograph. Uh Please, <laughs> I, I, so I'm not gonna lie. I, I did see this a like a little bit too early, and my mouth dropped open. I don't know if you could hear like the spit from my <laughs> furiously dropping mouth, but like we, we do have new mics, so it's possible. We have new mics, and they're fucking awesome. But these, these <laughs> this is a scary foot. This is the foot of a demon. I, I need to stop like villainizing these birds. They just really freak me out. But like this thing, each toe, it, it, it okay. First of all, it looks like a three. If a chicken had like three toes, yeah. And then, but but imagine it, but scary. Like okay, so like, <laughs> and at like she said, at the end of each toe, there is a very long black nail yes. that is sharp and pointy and scary and scaly and it's scaly. It's a scaly foot. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like the feet from if you've seen uh, the critically acclaimed movie Paranormal Activity. Um, (laughs) There's a part where you see the outlines of its footprints, the demon's footprints to be specific. And this looks like this was that demon. Yeah, it was a cassowary. It was like it was a bird Mm -hmm. the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, it's got three toes. Two of the toes, uh, I'd say it has two inch nails and then then there's one lucky toe that's got the five incher yeah yeah and uh for scale there is an adult person holding the bird's foot and it fits in both hands yeah so it's bigger than a it's like twice the size of a human yeah look at your hand and then uh double it yeah (laughs) that is this bird's foot look at your hand it's bigger than that (laughs) that's right so that'll crack you open real good. And to avoid this, the people of New Guinea discovered a short window of opportunity and exploited it. Got it. Dr. Okay. So please tell us about that window and what else Dr. Douglas found when looking at, looking at all those uh, eggshell fragments. Nothing would make me happier. Let's talk about it. Quote, the eggshells carry another interesting implication. Based on the patterns in the eggs, the team suggests that people deliberately harvested eggs with a narrow window of days late in the incubation period. In order to fetch cassowary eggs, a consistent level of development, oh, in order to fetch cassowary eggs at a consistent level of development, whether to eat them or to hatch them, the ancient New Guineans, New, New Guineans? New, yeah. New yeah, New Guineans had to know specifically when and where cassowaries were nesting. Dr. Douglas said that precision implies sophisticated knowledge, even management of cassowary movements, end quote from the New York Times. So these people were organized. Organized as fuck. Organized as fuck. Because 18,000 years ago, organized, better organized than me. (laughs) 
I, yeah, better organized than me. And I, I get paid to be organized every day. <laughs> right. um, and other people's calendars. Yes. <laughs> My day job, not doing comedy. Comedy requires no organization. But <laughs> I, this is wild. They're like, yeah. I keep imagining this as like a crime show, yeah. like a like a uh, like Law and Order, yeah. Law and Cassaway edition, <laughs> Cassowary <laughs> edition. Dum, dum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're just hunting these birds. It's and... incredible. They know where each individual bird is. They know when the eggs are laid, and then they wait, and then it, it's it's incredible. Amazing. So yeah, they know not only where but when to pluck the eggs. The eggs from the nest without getting cut open by dad. Yeah. Uh, seaman in Florida for comparison. Yep. And here's the fascinating domestication parts. Uh, ancient New Guineans knew that newly hatched eggs imprint on whoever they see, <gasps> making them easy to rear and grow for meat and or feathers. Oh. So the imprint. So, yeah. So you're, you know, when you take care of it, you're the. That's right. You're the mom. That's right. But I know what you're probably asking, though. Did they breed them too? Great question. Hmm. Well, looking at what indigenous people do now, it's a big no. <laughs> it's not worth the risk. Fair, fair. Understandable. Uh, this bird becomes the world's deadliest bird when, you guessed it, hormones kick in. Got it. Or as Asher Elbin said, best, quote, it's only once they reach adulthood that the danger begins. Got it. And totally, quote. totally understand. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. So it turns out some are released back into the wild to nest, and the harvesting and rearing process begins all over again. Amazing. Yeah. So they they have uh, this is the most incredible process I've ever heard. This is so difficult. Yeah. I. Uh, this yeah. is a full time job. This is a full time job. Is cassowary. Uh, rearing. Rearing. <laughs> Fucking exhausting. So if you're wondering about population numbers, uh, there's an estimated 4,000 cassowaries in the wild. And according to tropicalnorthqueensland.org.au, you can spot one in Girigan National Park, Barron mm. Falls National Park, and in the rainforests of Daintree and Cape Tribulation. But on occasion... My friends, you might even see one taking a solitary contemplative walk on a beach. That's scary as fuck. Shit, you know? That's scary as fuck. They have been spotted on Mission Beach and Eddie Bay, uh, even among sunbathers on a Moresby Range in Queensland. I mean, if that doesn't make you a serial killer, I don't know what does. Just roaming the beaches. <laughs> hey. uh, Dr. Mercer, would you like to see a cassowary walking? Please. On a beach? Please. Like yes. A goddamn seagull? Yes. <laughs> Show it. Give give me. Oh, it's so scary. It's so <laughs> it's so weird. It's just like so imagine a beach with like some people laying out uh, on the sand reading. And then imagine like um in the forefront like there, there's just a big ass bird it's just a big ass bird and it's got these thick legs and it's like how many feet tall like almost six almost six feet tall so basically imagine like a muppet but like a serial killer That's right. just showing up on the beach and a brightly um, colored one with a brightly colored head yeah and a black body and then just you're just like when you see it you know you're like well this is it yeah yeah this is it this is the end this is how i go <laughs> by bird <laughs> cause of death bird that's right no one wants that no, no. and uh 
if you take a look at the photo we're looking at, which will be on a social on our social media stuffs, there's three people in this or two people in this photo, and they're not they're leaving it alone. They're not. They either are are like casually smartly leaving it alone, or they don't know it's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think if I knew it was there, I would act like it was a bee, and I would be like. <laughs> It'd be like cool for five seconds, and then I would just run down the beach, like screaming and like flailing my arms, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, so if this happens to you, just leave it the fuck alone. Yeah, uh, and the end. The end. The end, folks. We did it. That's right. <laughs> this is the end of episode zero seventy nine. Thank you for listening, rating, subscribing. Uh, telling your friends about the world's most dangerous bird, how to raise it, but not to do it. Yep. yep. Florida. Don't do it. We're looking at you. Just follow us. Don't don't yes. adopt a bird. Yeah. Come to us. That's right. <laughs> and please stay interesting. Please do.